Is Panthers head coach Paul Maurice, in fact, being overlooked for the Jack Adams? We are going to discuss this and more here on Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Your Locked On Panthers, your daily podcast on the Florida Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. Thank you for making the Lockdown Florida Panthers Podcast your first listen of the day. I'm Armando Velez from the Hockey News, and you can follow me on X at Monoman12. Follow show account on X and Instagram at LO underscore FLA Panthers. And shout out to the everydayers who come back here and get your daily Florida Panthers fix. And today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get 150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. So, Florida Panther fans, happy game day, by the way. Uh, that This is the end of the five-game homestand for the Florida Panthers. And it's it, this is honestly a great territory to be in as far as schedule wise, not necessarily what the skid that the Florida Panthers have gone through because now with the Panthers, they're run to the Stanley cup final, which means more nationally televised games and all, which means the opportunity for more of those Wednesday night hockey games. I know that Wednesday's game wasn't originally scheduled for the Florida Panthers against the Detroit Red Wings, but it, it puts the schedule a little bit, it, it has a different feel to the schedule in, than in prior years where you're used to thir- Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday. Now we're seeing more of these mo- Monday, Wednesday, Friday games more. And it, it's on, on, it's different as far as the scheduling when it comes to obviously the recording. But it's great to see that the national exposure that the Florida Panthers got, even when it wasn't scripted that way as far as uh, Wednesday night and even throughout the rest of the season as well. Because... There's plenty more uh, coming up for the Panthers as well. And speaking of uh, schedules and differences, there's no Fairbanks Friday today, uh, but no worries. Uh, schedule conflict as far as us to recording. Uh, so Nick will be back uh, next week uh, on, on, on the show. So I want to discuss more about just the Panthers and their three-game losing streak and, and right now. And I, w- I want you guys to think about something real quick. As far as that, not only, not only have we waited until this part of the season past the halfway point to see the first one for the Panthers. More times than not, they are banking points. Most more often too, we were speaking about the the loser point earlier on this season, right before the nine game winning streak. Is like you want to see the Panthers get more into overtime but at the same time with the nine game winning streak you still have the most regulation wins in the in the eastern conference at least and here's one other thing before the panthers lost their third straight there are only two teams going into wednesday night's action that did not have a three-game losing streak it was the florida panthers but now there's only one and it's the vancouver canucks so to give you guys a little bit of perspective on how great everything has gone for the Cats as far as the ability to bounce back more times than not 
after losses is the greatest thing about what's going on in this season as the team is just so hungry after making the Stanley Cup final and just the people that they brought in to fit what they're trying to do as far as that, which it's incredible. You can you continue to see the statistics dis- defensively on uh, passes down the middle in the slot as well and, and opportunities for goaltenders to be on top of their crease, take away the angles at the same time. So the sh- shot quality isn't as great as, as it has years before for the opposition. And it's just, you got to be quite pleased as far as that when it comes to this. And a way to describe, if I had to put a little bit of an an analogy of what the Panthers are kind of going through, through this bit of a skid, which, listen, once again, you win tonight, you get 6 of 10 points on the homestand. And still... It's putting out, it's going to go straight into the analogy. It's you, let's say you are cooking something in your kitchen. Uh, and for example, I, my intention is to make an omelet and I try flipping it and it goes wrong and it doesn't go as well as I want it to. And a little, a little bit of it falls onto the pan, which creates a little bit of a small ish flame up fire there a little bit of smoke so when it comes to at least in in my what i do as far as that when when a little bit starts to to come up and and it starts to i just reach over and i blow it out but you're not phased by it that's the thing you are aware the alarm go not necessarily the alarm in the house goes off, but the alarm in your head goes off as far as quick reaction and doing something about it when it comes to that little smoke that you see. As far as that, and I feel like this is this is what the Panthers have done as far as their. This is what the Panthers could do. Excuse me, as far as getting back on track. And still in great position. I mean, there's still plenty of points ahead of the Toronto Maple Leafs and the Detroit Red Wings, which Toronto ended their four-game losing streak last night on the road against Calgary, which uh, Calgary looked to have tied it, but Sheldon Keefe challenged for a hand pass by Blake Coleman, and that goal was disallowed, and they ended uh, that one. And also going to the Vancouver Canucks, they they had lost one game, and then they ended up winning last night against the Arizona Coyotes, a very close one as well. So there's still that opportunity to still bank the bank some points, especially with the home heavy schedule that the Panthers do have. I mean, going for on the road for one game and then being back in your own barn as well. And here's another thing that the Panthers have coming up, which is a lot of rest because of that back to back prior to the all-star break in Pittsburgh and the New York and the New York Islanders over there. So that is an opportunity for the Panthers as far as after that to get, to get right, which the Panthers do have a player 
who is skating. We'll discuss that more later on in, in the show. And, and the, this team is getting healthier as far as that. So we'll, we will we will see more of that. And we even spoke about it prior to the game against the Tampa Bay Lightning on December 27th about how the Panthers come out of breaks. And most times they come out firing. But there's still a lot of business to take care of as there are one, two, five games left before the bye week for the Panthers. So still a lot of work to do prior to that. In the next segment, we are going to discuss more about Paul Maurice and if, big if, he is being over and if he is being overlooked for the Jack Adams Award. We are going to discuss that and more here on the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide, worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of the show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your job more visibility at Indeed.com slash locked on. Go to Indeed.com slash locked on right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash locked on. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Also, this episode is brought to you by FanDuel sportsbook and the nfl postseason is in week two we're gonna know who the final four are prior to the super bowl and it's still time to get on the action with vandal which is america's number one sportsbook right now new customers get 150 dollars in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a five dollar bet that's 150 bucks in bonus bets win or lose the app is super easy to use and there are so many different ways to bet like live same game parlays you can find bets in the new explore tab and make a parlay in the parlay hub best way to find popular parlays and more and if you now that at least football season is over in south florida you can start going to fandu.com and place some of your bets more on the miami heat or the florida panthers and it's still a few months away before you can make any of those on the Marlins. But if you want to do any future stuff on the Marlins, uh, I honestly wouldn't do that with their the route that they're taking. But you can do that all on FanDuel. Or, so visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and make your first bet a layup. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Locked On has launched the first ever National Sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever National Sports 24-7 streaming channel. Second 
segment number two here on this Friday, January 19th edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Thank you once again for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day here on a Friday edition of the show. So a few days ago, the NHL.com posted something in relation to the Jack Adams Award in and all, and this is a vote based on people who work at for for nhl.com this is a poll based on 15 nhl.com writers so you're thinking about the people like the Dan Rosens and the Emily Benjamins of the world those are the people who who uh, who get the the votes on on this and this is the top 5 going from 5 to 1 as far as the order right now and it's Jim Montgomery of the Boston Bruins, Peter Laviolette of the New York Rangers, John Tortorella of the Philadelphia Flyers, Rick Bonus of the Winnipeg Jets, and Rick Tockett of the Vancouver Canucks. And th- it does say at the bottom of the post that other coaches who have received votes are Paul Maurice at six and Chris Knobloch, who just recently took over the Edmonton Oilers position out there and Edmonton is on fire. They are right back in the playoff spot and could even, maybe they could even get in the top three in the Pacific if their winning streak uh, extends, uh, which they are on, on a tear right now. But the question is in this, and this is something that Jamison Olive tweeted uh, saying that he said, quote, Maurice not on this list is crazy. But when you think about the nature of the award you think about what the expectations were of the team versus how they how they came out and the results of it and in every single every situation has been different i mean in the case of the florida panthers they dealt with something that we spoke about all off season with the injuries of brandon montour Aaron Ekblad, different parts of the team that are new that you had to say goodbye to, like, for example, saying goodbye to a Radko Gudis this offseason for the Cats. You had you had to make some tough decisions as far as your future and even in the short term as far as signing an OEL, a Dmitry Kulikov, and those those guys having to play bigger roles in the top four on defense. And they got through. But I was one of those people who thought the Panthers could have a better start this season than last year. But it was always a could. There was all there was no you couldn't I couldn't guarantee it. That's the thing. And some people out there who spoke about the Panthers thought there was a possibility that the Panthers could miss the postseason all in all. But when you think about the different situations for the different teams in this, Vancouver was a mess going into last season. They, It seemed that the noise went down towards the end, but there is, they were under a big microscope going into this one as well with – Trading Bo Horvat, not giving up a contract. Tanner Pearson and his uh, issues with the medical staff as well. That's another thing. 
Philadelphia oh. Flyers, who the Panthers have yet to see this season, have the second best penalty kill in the NHL. Over overachieving. And they handled the cutter Gauthier situation pretty well, honestly, in my opinion. A player doesn't want to play for you. You kept it on the DL and you still made a trade and you still did not destroy your leverage too there. And John Tortorella challenging guys like a Cam York as well when being sent down to the minors and then coming back and playing well. I know there has been conversation about Morgan Frost and being a scratch and all and not getting an opportunity as well. Owen Tippett has, has, uh, has played well under Tortorella. I mean, by the way, if you haven't seen the goal from last night from Owen Tippett and the last few in the last week, go look him up. Owen Tippett is on a tear. And there was no guarantee that Owen Tippett was going to be that successful here, at least individually. Peter Laviolette, a lot of people were down on the Rangers after their round one exit. And now they're towards the top. They are at the top of the Metro and challenging for the number one seed in the East and even the President's Trophy. So that's valid as far as the Rangers. And Jim Montgomery, this one's, I can understand when you have Bergeron and Krejci retire, but nobody expected top of the division of the Boston Bruins as well. Everyone thought that they were not a playoff team as well. But again, going back to the Florida Panthers, some had them still being in the top three of and being the elite of the elite. And, and in tier one, maybe tier two, depending on how you see this team. And then some people had missing the playoffs entirely, entirely. So there wasn't one narrative for the Panthers this offseason that swayed in one direction. So when you think about whether Palmer's is in fact being overlooked for the Jack Adams, when you think about how that award is distributed, got to say no as far as that is he deserving absolutely other coaches who have been around for the longest time for a long time the longest tenured ones like the john cooper and a mike sullivan they don't have a jack adams award to their name but are they regarded as one of the best coaches in the nhl yep that's 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 all you need to know as far as that when when you think about that award also another comparison uh south florida another team in south florida eric spolstra who just signed an eight-year extension with the miami heat he has not won a coach of the year award during his time in miami oh he had lebron oh he had Dwayne wade oh he has jimmy butler but expectation versus results and paul maurice he had talent in winnipeg like Connor Hellebuck. Uh, and Dustin Bufflin, another one. And also Patrick Line as well on the team. The there's there's still these team these coaches <laughs> need to have some talent in order to succeed as well. That's another that's another one that that is a factor when it comes to oh, these coaches have the talent. He has Barkov, he has Kachuk. He has an, a two-time Vesna Trophy goalie in Sergei Bobrovsky as well. So there are there are reasons for it, but it's not it doesn't say anything about the coach that he is as far as 
the ability to buy in in order to get the team to win some hockey games as well. So nothing to worry if he does not, in fact, um, if he doesn't win the Jack Adams Award. In segment number three, we are going to preview tonight's game between the Florida Panthers and the Minnesota Wild in their second of two meetings on Friday night from Amherst Bank Arena. We are going to discuss that and more here on Locked On Florida Panthers Podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Jace Medical. And I know we come to sports to escape some of the crazy realities of life. Can we talk? But can we talk for a minute about preparing for real life? According to the FDA, pharmacies are running out of antibiotics like amoxicillin right in the middle of the worst flu season in over a decade. This is scary. I can't imagine a more helpless feeling than if one of my family members or their kids got sick while a supply chain issue kept them from life-saving medications they needed. And they'll be okay because of Jace Medical. The Jace case is a pack of five different antibiotics to treat a long list of bacterial illnesses, including UTIs, respiratory infections, sinusitis, skin infections, among others. This stuff could happen to any of us. Visit jacemedical.com and complete your physician encounter. It will be reviewed by a board-certified physician, and your medication will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. It's even more important to be prepared than today. So go to jacemedical.com and use offer code Locked On to get $20 off your order. That's J-A-S-E medical.com. Segment number three here on this Friday, January 19th edition of the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast. Thank you once again for making the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day here on a Friday. So Florida Panthers, Minnesota Wild tonight from Amherst Bank Arena. And the Minnesota Wild are on a second end of a back-to-back tonight. They lost by final score of 7-3 to last night in Tampa Bay. And I will say that after the Panthers shut out the Wild, excuse me, after the Panthers got shut out by the Wild in on opening night back on October uh, 12th, that you would have thought that with the shot on goal advantage being 21 to 41, that, you know, you gave yourself every opportunity to win, but the the Panthers, the the the, the term that we used on on Saturday against the New Jersey Devils goal lead, and that happened that happened on opening night, and you thought that oh okay Minnesota is probably going to be a playoff team. A lot of people had Minnesota as a playoff team uh, this year. I know I was I, I believe I I had them as a playoff team. Got to go back to recent um, episodes prior to the beginning of the season, but I had them. I believe I had them in, but. You thought that they were everything was going to be fine, and even though Jared Spurgeon missed opening night, that he was going to probably get healthier, and that the, that the blue line wasn't going to be in shambles. But no, not not quite that for the Minnesota Wild this season. As at, crazy enough, the Wild announced that Jared Spurgeon, their captain, would miss the remainder of the regular season uh, after after hip and back surgery as well. So that's a big, big loss for the Minnesota Wild because, I mean, you're thinking about the a glue, a glue guy, not your be- not necessarily your best player, 
but a glue guy who when things are going wrong, you can rally around the guy. I mean, with with the Colorado Avalanche, you saw we we saw Devontae's call out the team in the media, and they're not playing to what they think their potential is. And now Landeskog later is maybe scheduled to come later on, and that is such is so much better for the locker room. And for the example of the Minnesota Wild, they're not going to have that for the rest of the regular season as well. So it's a uh, it's tough situation that they're in. And listen, they're in cap jail once again when it comes to their buyouts of Zach Parise and Ryan Suter as well. Two and seven and one in their last ten. And after a five ten and four start, Dean Evison was fired and all. And John Hines, who has plenty of coaching experience with the New Jersey Devils, the Nashville Predators, I, I believe he was the coach of the Devils when Taylor Hall won the heart and coached the Nashville Predators shortly after they made the Stanley Cup final. They, he was, it was Peter, Peter Laviolette that was the coach uh, there. But you look at their lineup and you see a lot of their defense. I mean, you're relying on Brock Faber, a very young defenseman, probably in the running for the Calder now that Connor Bedard is hurt. I mean, Connor Bedard did return skating, but he has not been in game action just yet. You're relying on him, but Hey, credit to Brock Faber, part of the Kevin Fiala trade. They got something out of it and he's the fastest defenseman to 20 assists and fastest skater, second fastest skater to get 20 assists. Uh, the, the only one he was behind as far as fastest uh, to 20 assists was, his teammate in Brock Faber. So there are some pieces there for the Minnesota Wild. Him, Kuro Kaprizov as well, Matthew Boldy. So there is there is some there there are things to build around. There is there was also the regression of Marco Rossi's game under Dean Evison that got a little better when John Hines came into the mix as well. But also, not only are you relying on a young Brock Faber on your top pair of defense, but Zach Bogosian on most teams, I know if he were on the Panthers, he would be either a third pair defenseman or the seventh defenseman and not play every single night. So a lot of high danger scoring chances that the that the Minnesota Wild give up on their goaltenders. And both of their goaltenders, Philip Gustafson and Marc-Andre Fleury, their save percentages are over 900. And their draft pick, Jesper Wallstad, who made his debut last week against the Dallas Stars, he gave up a seven-piece as well. And horrible way to have a debut, especially on national tele um, a nationally televised game, too, which I happen to watch as well. So not a great debut for uh, Jesper Wallstad, who's a very highly touted uh, goalie prospect. Him, Justin Wolf, Sebastian Coza, those are some of them. Those are just some on the top of my head to name as far as that. But... Also, there's a lot of the storylines of things that have just gone wrong for the team. I mean, a few weeks ago during a back-to-back -back against the Winnipeg Jets, Kirill Kaprizov takes a hit around the boards from Brandon Dillon, gets hurt, and then the very next day, they played a back-to-back -back against each other, home-and-home. -home. On a face-off, Ryan Hartman against Cole Perfetti whacks him in the face. And Cole Perfetti was mic'd up and asked Ryan Hartman if he – if he uh, did that on purpose and he said, I'm not going to say that I did, but I'm not going to say that I didn't. So, but according to the CBA, you can't use a player mic'd up 
against them. And I can kind of understand because there are way worse things that a lot of people have said. And if you if you want players to get mic'd up, that, that has to be part of them being protected. And also, I'll be honest, players mic'd up and hearing the audio, it's the same thing over and over again um, when, when they're coming up the ice, especially defensemen on breakout passes as well. So honestly, whether the team, whether players are mic'd up or not doesn't really matter to me. I get we get a little bit of perspective, but it's not like it's just them yelling or saying go, 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 uh, or yelling for check. The the broadcast, uh the broadcast uh, crews can only put so much as far as that. It's just noise, honestly. Uh, at, at this point, when it comes to players being mic'd up, you you don't you don't really get too much of substance these days when it when it comes to that as well. So Philip Gustafson, Gustafson, excuse me, started last night against the Tampa Bay Lightning and gonna double check to see if he was in fact pulled uh last night and no he would he was not he played all 60 minutes and while well, while giving up all seven goals so it looks like that we are going to see Mark Andre Fleury for the Minnesota Wild tonight as he just passed Patrick Waugh in second all-time in wins not gonna catch Martin Brodeur uh, but we were actually, we, me, Alex Bart, Baumgartner, Jordan McPherson, and George Richards, we were at the infield after the game on Monday against the Ducks to watch uh, Islanders uh, Wild uh, to see Marc-Andre Fleury get that win to go into second all-time uh, in, in, in NHL history and just what, what accomplishment. And is Marc-Andre Fleury going to be one who's going to be sold at the trade deadline? We'll see. We'll see. Um, but as far as Minnesota's ranks, goals for is 25th in the league, goals against is 22nd, PK and power play percentage are all in the 20s. So it's this is an opportunity for for the Panthers for this to be their get right game. So, and we've spoken about get right games all the time, uh, for, for the Panthers as well. So as far as the injury updates for the Panthers. Uh, Barkov skated on his own, but not with the group yesterday, but will skate later today at morning skate. And Nick Cousins was also seen in a yellow non-contact jersey yesterday as as well as Nick Cousins is slowly making his way back to the Panthers lineup as well. So that is the update for as far as as far as injuries for the Cats. But later on around 10 a.m. They do. They will have their morning skate, and they will. And we will know more about whether Sasha Barkov will be back in the lineup. But the fact that he skated on his own, and and all, gives me a little bit of of an encouraging sign that hopefully the pan the the captain will be back in the lineup as the Panthers look to finish this homestand over 500. That's going to do it for today's edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Thank you once again for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. And everydayers, make sure you come back for the next edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast as we will be discussing more of this homestand and preparing for the next week of Florida Panthers hockey. But in the meantime, if you like what you're hearing, please subscribe to the podcast and be notified every single time the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast jumps into your podcast feed. Don't forget to also subscribe to the other shows on the Lockdown NHL Network, including Lockdown NHL, Lockdown Fantasy Hockey, Flip Livingstone, 
and Stu Roden and Locked On NHL Prospects. Thank you once again for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. Sorry, Marmando Velez, signing off. And you've been listening to Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day.